So what is religious trauma and what does it have to do with the recovering Christian entrepreneur? My name is Cam Snow, and this is the Recovering Christian Entrepreneur show with my co-host. Carla Snow. Yeah. <laughs> and Carla and I were just having a conversation about the idea of religious trauma. And we decided to go ahead and just record this because it's gold. So I'm going to prompt you again, babe, because you started spitting some fire. And <laughs> essentially, this kind of came from a conversation I was having with someone um, where the topic came up of, well, I'm paraphrasing as much as I can to kind of conceal the identity here. But it was essentially, hey, the trauma that you've experienced, perhaps that's actually just because you had the wrong teachers. You learned theology, you learned the the gospel from just people who didn't know what they were, who didn't know the gospel from false teachers. And I felt, I felt like something was off. And I, and I, and I asked Carla, like, okay, this is, this is the conversation that we're having. And I feel like something's off, but I don't know. I'm, I'm having trouble identifying it. And so, babe. <laughs> <laughs> do you need any more to get to, to run with it go, oh, go for it not really oh man okay so for one if you happen to be listening to this and you think that that is very very accurate I just want to ensure that we are not here to shame anybody we are not meant to chastise anyone yeah. Because of the fact of the matter is, is if you don't know something, you don't know it. And that is okay. So yeah. I just wanted to preface that before I get all up in my soapbox <laughs> and start preaching. <laughs> Legit though. Yes. Okay. A so this, I, I love it. Right. <laughs> uh, so this whole concept of, oh, you grew up this way, you experienced this trauma, you must have had a really terrible time. Most, there are so many, I mean, even when we first got married, it is so easy to look at my life and be like, damn, you've been through hell and back. Mm -hmm. But someone for like Cam, from the outside looking in, he had a great life. Yeah. He even said when we were first married, I'm great. I'm, I don't need therapy. I don't have trauma. Like I had a great family. Mm -hmm. I had the, per I had the perfect yeah. kind of like upbringing, socially, culturally, community wise. Like yes. I, I would literally use those words of like everything. Like I feel bad for people who had like, you know, painful things happen. Cause I only ever had one thing that I could point to that was painful, which is like um, a friend who passed away in my teenage years. But other than that, I was like, everything was fine. It was perfect. Right. Yeah. And then we got married and everything was, you know, all rainbows and unicorns. Uh, not. And quickly over time and over the years, it's been a massive like neon sign being like, ah, false idea. And mm -hmm. that is totally okay. If you are there and you are not ready, that is fine. Again, no shame policy here. We are not sh here to shame or anything like that, just to ensure. Because I know this can be a very sensitive topic. Yeah. 
So that being said, the idea that if you have the right teacher or the right teaching or doctrines and the idea that that is what is needed in order to have a grow up in a way that is good and not have religious trauma or trauma in general is completely naive and completely against what God says in the Bible, like literally everywhere in the Bible. If you have ever read first Peter, anyone, if you've ever read Job, literally there are entire books dedicated for, well, I'm generalizing but like there are books that have these ideas in it that like no we are human beings with Mm -hmm. needs Mm -hmm. yeah and when those needs are not met we experience woundings yeah well now magnify it when you are a part of an organization or a religious institution then you have the replacement authority. Mm. So not only do you have human beings trying to parent you, you then are under an organization or religious institution that is supposed to be the replace. You look to them, whoever them is, as authority, as a replacement. And so it's actually a double negative in a way because you go from trying to move from family to your eyes to again human beings mm-hmm. yeah. and so this whole idea that true teaching is what saves you from trauma yeah. the idea that knowing the bible correctly for yeah. those that aren't watching this on youtube i just did quotes and air quotes <laughs> there is no such thing as having it right 100% of the time. God right. says this everywhere. Yeah. Because we will constantly be in this pursuit to fill needs. And when we are not in that place yeah. of being deeply connected and deeply secure, when we aren't having secure attachments, not just with family and friends, but to God. It doesn't matter. I know plenty of well-meaning people that tried to give me advice about how to navigate the fact that for a long while in my childhood, I was sexually abused and I had all kinds of very hurtful, very incredibly insensitive comments from very well-meaning people. And you Mm. might've experienced this where you're going through something and someone says something and in the moment you are filled with rage and then someone's like, but they were just trying to help. They were just trying to love you. Yeah. And you're over here being like, how does that change the fact that I was deeply hurt? Mm. How does that change anything? Now, one of my favorite things to do which i do it in spite sometimes when i am like <laughs> not when i am not vibing high, uh, uh, um, is use this against the camera where he'll <laughs> say something and i will be part of my french how the yeah f- does that change anything 
that yeah. I just said. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so circling back to kind of what originally sparked this conversation, which is so freaking beautiful. So if you are listening to this and you're like, oh, maybe this was from my comment. Thank you so mm. much. Totally. Because we never would have thought to have this recording. We never would have thought to have this podcast episode or even this discussion because of the fact that when you are expert in the field of what you do and when you have a deep knowledge, it can be very easy to be like, oh, everyone in the world knows it. This is coming. This is business applications. This is all kinds of things because this isn't just a religious trauma thing. Mm. How many times have you heard, oh my gosh, like I had the worst coach Mm. and Mm. they had this experience. Mm. And so a lot of people are like, marketing's not for me because of this experience Yeah, or sales is not for me because of this experience or having a team is not for me because of this, right? Like there are so many generalizations. Because yeah. we are creatures of habit and we tend to generalize. Yeah, that 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 brought up something too from mm. kind of connecting the two thoughts that you're bringing up here of, you know, we have these experiences and then we make decisions about them and we make a decision to not show up online or not do sales. Or as we take it back to the church example, we make decisions not to go to church or we make decisions to withdraw from um, friendships that are more religious in nature or whatever. Um, or institutionally, we make decisions to go in the opposite direction of like, this is the negative experience we had. Therefore, the solution is to have the right doctrine. We we got it wrong over here. So we have to get it right over here. And that, that's actually a big part of Carla's story is the, the, the cult that she grew up in was a reaction to certain abuses that the founding members saw in their own churches. And they're like, these are the abuses we saw. So we're, we are going to form our own thing. We're going to do our own thing. That's going to be safe and it's going to be right. And we're going to have the right list of rules. And it's, the, it comes back to this doctrine, Carla, she mentioned the, the book of Job, right? Which is the exact counterpoint to the idea that you can do something to avoid pain or hurt. Job did everything right literally everything right that's kind that's like the first couple chapters are all about how he was like this great guy and yet all this stuff happened and the idea as we kind of kind of looking back at this idea of the religious trauma of like well you could have avoided the religious trauma or you have a false perception of the gospel because you had false teachers who didn't know the true gospel implying that if you had teachers who knew the right gospel, which 99% of the time we are saying those words. And what we mean is if you had the right teachers who had the right collection of intellectual information, then you wouldn't have experienced this. You would have a better relationship with yourself. You would have a better relationship with God and that's just not how human beings work. It's not how that's not how it works. You can have all of the things quote unquote right 
and still even inadvertently it's never intentional no religious leader set out to hurt people but you can cult it, an environment can arise that is ripe for religious trauma and that's the point that's the point of what we're saying here is that you can have everything right even if we even knew what that was <laughs> right <laughs> like yeah you know 12,000 denominations in the US like how how do we even right discussion for another episode but i feel yeah, like we've totally got different. something coming up yeah i that was beautiful babe because exactly and we see this quite a lot but i also see this quite a lot because i understand that i'm not a air quote conventional christian whatever the heck that means but and I understand that a lot of my ideas can kind of seem out there. And so I am not, I am never applying. And if I do so, oh, I am so sorry. I am never implying or we are never implying that we have it completely right either. We are human beings on this crazy adventure called life. And yes, we are doing things that are helping us connect deeply to the Holy Spirit. For me, connecting deeply down to the roots of the earth core, all the way into the universe and beyond, which I know some people will think is kooky and that's okay. I am kooky. <laughs> that's why we love you. <laughs> so whatever, I saw a beautiful video that illustrated a point, hopefully this makes sense, witches call them spells. Christians call it prayer. New age calls it manifestation. Scientists calls it quantum physics. Or you call it vibes. The street call it, yeah, the street calls it Yeah, the street call it vibes. <laughs> yeah. The street calls it vibes. No matter what you call it, no one is denying its existence. Right. So if our words ever infer that we are denying the, exp the experience of you and the true existence, that is what I am like so careful about. Totally. And because we will no, always, sorry. Oh, I'm going to say, and no matter what we call it or no matter what is happening or because me and Cam have some different language, let me tell you. Oh, Again, yeah. we grew up completely different. Yeah. And mm. so, and yet totally the same. If we were to summarize it based on humans being humans trying to do what they saw best mm -hmm. and trying to love the way they saw mm. and trying to do things that they firmly believe and so beautifully believe in their hearts Oof. and where it becomes poison is when that what is meant for you 
is shoved down someone else's throat. Yeah. No matter it what it is. Causes harm. Causes harm. Yeah. It's, man, sorry for interrupting you. I'm learning. I'm, Go ahead. I'm learning <laughs> uh, not to interrupt. And uh, what you said around, you know, being cautious of not diminishing someone else's experience, like, because of our experiences, Carla and I especially will are like, we try and be overly abundantly cautious and we'll always err on the side of creating safety for someone and, and try and create an environment of love than quote unquote being right. Cause we've seen the fruit of that. And, you know, the, what Carla just said about the new age calls it manifestation, the street calls it vibes. Um, Christians call it prayer. Uh, there was a bunch of other examples in there. Um, there are two ways to look at this. And Carla and I actually had a big argument not too long ago about this, <laughs> um, where it really brought this to the surface and caused both of us to really reflect on and was a big moment for me. Um, not, not a comfortable conversation, probably one of the most uncomfortable conversations in a relationship, but what it brought up for me, and I just realized this as we're talking about it was you can look at that that um, example in a couple in two different ways one is how i used to look at it which is okay you just said vibes manifestation prayer what was another one do you remember vibes manifestation prayer spells spells right all of these things and i would i used to to look at that and be like okay number one carlos theology is suspect and two <laughs> one of those is right one of those is the correct answer. The others are not. And now I look at it as all of those things. And like, don't misunderstand me. I'm not denying the reality or existence of truth. However, and, what I, and thank you. <laughs> and what I am saying is that you can look at all of those things as points of connection. And if I'm going to use a biblical example, which you know, I am always, you know, I am, I'm going to go straight to Paul preaching at Mars Hill in Athens saying, Hey, you know, this altar you have to the unknown God. Let me tell you about him. Let me, let me bring some context to this thing that you have your own words for. And it's worth a little segue to kind of talk about the use of language, because this is something that this, this is, was kind of the eruption point for like the discussion we had, because it occurred to me that like the language that I grew up with and the language that Carla grew up with are completely different, even though we grew up in different realms of Christianity, Carla in a much more extremist kind of cult environment, me in a more conservative church environment. And yet... Neither of us are using biblical language <laughs> because biblical language is literally a different language. <laughs> it's Hebrew, Aramaic, and the ancient Greek, none of which we speak. And if you go and talk to a Jew who's speaking from the Torah, what they are going to be saying are words you will never understand. They don't use the word Jesus. They don't say the word Moses. They have 
different words, different definitions. So when we get all high and mighty, and when we say, when I say we, I mean me, when I <laughs> get high and mighty about my nicely crafted theological language, it's worth remembering that all of it is vanity to use even more quote unquote biblical language right? like all of all of that stuff has its place and i'm not saying that it's useless because it has a purpose however and 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 however however and <laughs> what i'm saying is it bears remembering to have humility and recognizing that we are just one people group in one place in one point in time that is disconnected from the original authors of the Bible by a couple thousand years at least. Mm, and we have yeah. to remember that that is our context and it's not the context of the biblical authors and it's not the context necessarily of God. His context is much bigger than ours. Go ahead. You're, you're bubbling. I am so bubbling. This is so good. And if you're wondering, if those listening are wondering why I keep saying and, because uh, with language, saying but uh, yeah. cancels out the statement before. Yeah. So keeping the energy totally. clean and It's clear. a reversal of the energy of the sentence versus a continuation yeah. and expounding. Look at you go, babe. Oof, look, look at, at us. You. Look at us. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I might have forgotten what I was about to say. Uh, oh, I remember. This podcast, if, you, if you've if you met us, this is going to be like, well, duh, this is who you are. Um, but yeah. if you've never met us, you might not know this. So I would like to kind of preface something. We are not here to tell you what is right. We are not here to shame you for what is wrong. We are here to point to some of the most important pieces that me and Cam are put on this earth to do and is to love people the way that Jesus intends. Like truly understanding that people have a very conflicted relationship with even the word jesus let alone yeah him yeah oh and ultimately mm. what i care about and i'm seeing for myself i know cam will agree but i'm gonna speak for myself i care about are you free mm. are you experiencing freedom from the core lies of unworthiness mm. unlovable mm-hmm powerless or helpless mm -hmm. are you walking into this world through this world in your purpose standing in the beauty that you are yeah. yes men and mm. women mm. beauty for both beauty for both yeah it's not gendered <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a book mm. <laughs> <laughs> we are ultimately here to help you love yourself at least one percent of how god actually loves you mm. at least if we can just make you not make you help you 
understand and be able to embody and walk forward mm. in life yeah knowing just a little bit more about how beautiful you are yeah how loved you are yeah how much you are seen and Ooh. heard Amen. and no matter what you are experiencing in this world no matter what is happening around you no matter how much hurt and trauma you've experienced mm. no matter how much has totally been fucked up mm. all of that can be here but my love your pain mm. becomes needless suffering mm. when it becomes trapped within us and is believed to be a truth when it does not belong to us mm. That is not truth. Yeah. I used to say, I help people free. I help free people from the lies of false truths mm. before I ultimately changed it because even the word truth has been fought over for eons. Centuries. Yeah. Centuries. Yeah. Mm. Ultimately, like C.S. Lewis says, when it's talking about finding joy, we have the capacity to have so much joy, even in the midst of everything, because the reality is, is pain is certain. Suffering is chosen. Mm. Mm. And so if you are here sitting here being so pissed off at me for saying that, yeah. I hear you. We I love you. We invite it. Thank you. Let that anger flow, baby. Yeah. Energy and motion. Let it out. Argue with me. Argue with God. I don't mind. Yeah. Angrily post on our Facebook, email the show, all kinds of things. Because it all gets to be here. And if you're also here being like, wait a minute, what is this thing about pain and suffering and the difference and da 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 da? What is there? Yeah. On my Instagram right now. Mm -hmm. there is a link to a free breathwork session where you can experience what it can feel like to be free from that or whatever your intention is whatever you need yeah. maybe it's not freedom maybe it's you get to feel safe in your body yeah whatever it is and if you're like nah -uh. No, no, no. I don't want some one-off session. I want the real deal. <laughs> I want the whole thing, the whole, whole enchilada, yeah. the whole package. We're going to have so much more on that. Don't give up. me the crumbs. Give me the whole loaf. Snack. Give me the whole loaf. I want the loaf, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's yeah, true. There's, you know, so many thoughts came up from that beautiful, like, affirmation. <laughs> it just poured out of you um but you know one of those things um was like this idea this idea of um oh my gosh i'm trying to hold like three things in my mind and all of them left at the same <laughs> as we're talking as you're talking about um dagdabba babe you don't have to find the right words. Just start speaking. Look at that. That's so good. 
You know, there's something you said about we want to love people the way that Jesus intends. And I know that the more astute or critical or astute and critical of our listeners um, are going to latch onto that and be like, what do you mean by that? Mm-hmm. Because I understand that if you are a recovering Christian, you are in the church, then you are constantly, constantly on high alert for false theology all the time. You are always searching for it. You are always guarding against it. And there is a fear of it. And I get it. The fear of false doctrine is real. And, and so I am, I am, I try and add context so that you could receive the medicine that Carla can pour into you. Cause when I, when, when I think of the way, loving people, the way that Jesus intends, this is what I think of. I think it's in Luke 14 and 15. I'm not sure, but Jesus went and he ate with the sinners and the tax collectors, which I always love that it's the sinners and the tax collectors. Like it, they get their category, um, which we would probably agree with. And then he goes to the house of the Pharisees. I think it was Nicodemus. He goes to a Pharisee's house. And those are wildly opposite groups. Like if we were to put that in today's context, like on Saturday night, he's at the strip club hanging out with a bunch of just crazy people. And then on Sunday morning, he's sitting in the most formal of churches. I saw this post on Instagram that I loved and also pissed me off and I had to respond to it. And it was, somebody said, if Jesus was, um, if Jesus was at a pride festival, the first thing he would do is find the table where the food was and eat with and then eat with all the people. If Jesus saw a um, uh, a, a refugee or immigrant caravan, the first thing he would do is go and find the table and eat with all the refugees. And then it said, and if Jesus walked into a church, the first thing he would do is turn right around to walk back to the gay pride festival or the refugee caravan. And I commented and I said, yes to Yes to two, major miss on number three, because that's not who Jesus is. Jesus would be at the Gay Pride Festival. Jesus would be at the refugee caravan, and Jesus would be at the church. Mm. He wouldn't leave and judge the church people the way that sometimes those of us in the deconstructing community want to. As we said in the last episode, deconstruction can very easily be the new fundamentalism. But Jesus is different because he, when he said, love your enemies, we're like, oh yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like, we realize who that is. It's the people who piss us off the most. It's the people that we find like, they are so wrong. Don't they see that they are hurting other people? Don't they see? And therefore I am justified in my anger. And eventually I am justified in my hatred. And eventually I am justified in my rage and in my actions to eliminate them and we see an alter a history that that is what yeah. happens jesus is the counter example to all of it so when we say that our mission that we are striving to love people the way that jesus intends we are asking him to change our hearts in the direction of what it means to love 
are enemies. And sometimes that enemy is the person staring back at you in the mirror. Ooh. And you have to start there. You have to start there. Ah. Wow. Steph's kiss, babe. Wow. So <laughs> with everything we just experienced. Experienced and dropped. <laughs> If this is something that you're curious about and want to kind of explore, we have lots of different free and paid options of support and ways to love you. One yeah. being, like I said, the breath work, you are welcome to it. My, you can find me as Carla Thena or just Carla Snow. In, if you were a Facebook person, we have a Recovering Christian Entrepreneur Facebook group. Mm -hmm. The link, baby. It is bit.ly slash Recovering Entrepreneur Group. <laughs> <laughs> With the rolled R's, Recovering. <laughs> <laughs> and if you just know, if you were here sitting here in the dark, where it's like, there is no more light anymore. Mm. Or you're sitting here being like, I'm in the light, but why can't I feel it on my skin? Please reach out to me. I am serious. Send an, me a DM. An easy way to do that, by the way, if you want to reach out to Carla or explore working with us in any way, shape, or form, either with cultivating your resonance or increasing your revenue in your business, you can go to fireproofentrepreneur.com and submit an application and we'll have a conversation. Yeah. I'm realizing I should probably also have a call link for what I do, but uh, it's the same. It's the same place right now. Fireproofentrepreneur.com will go to either Carla or me and you can specify in your comments who you want to talk to or both of us. Cause we honestly, we do a lot of our calls together. So yeah, this was, and if you don't want to do a formal application process, um, or you're like, Hey, I don't have a business. That's yeah, there totally you go. Okay. Yeah. That yeah. is where Instagram and communicating with me is the best place. But if you are curious, yeah. Fireproof entrepreneur. Stay tuned. Yeah. Dot All right, com. guys. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. We would love to hear your feedback on this episode. It was pretty awesome for us <laughs> to be able to share this and step into this and just own that this is what we talk about and this is how we help. So until next time, this is the Recovering Christian Entrepreneur Show where we talk about money. We talk about mindset. This is definitely the mindset part. <laughs> we talk about marketing. And also theology is what we talk about. So <laughs> we love yeah. you guys. Thank you for tuning in. And uh, our additional social links and ways to contact us are in the show notes below. So we will talk to you later. Cool. Love you. Bye.